Squared Comics Podcast, episode 14, season 2. Season 2, episode 14. Yep, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks and we talk about TV shows, movies, there aren't any of those, and comic books. Somebody was saying that, uh, Mm. or I saw on Facebook that they're going to release Mulan. Mulan to Disney Plus, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. (laughs) Now, is that to own it? No, okay, so initially they said it was to rent it, but then they came out today (laughs) and they said, no, you'll actually own it as long as you're subscribed to Disney. But, like, before I heard that, I told Christy, it's like, well, yeah, you rent it, but in, like, a couple months it'll probably be on Disney Plus anyway, so as long as you're subscribed. So you're really only paying to own it for, like, a couple months. You can watch as much as you want before it would come on the service anyway. Mm -hmm. I and you can't, like, transfer it to, like, iTunes or to any other service, so it's not like you're owning yeah, it, like, you a can, lot of stuff. You can have your Disney Plus, though, anyway, on all your mobile devices, so Correct. it's not like you yeah. can take it But you have to, you. you have to be subscribed to Disney Plus. Yeah, like, when you leave, like, I can buy a movie. Different than, it say, is different than, some of these others, though. I can go to iTunes and buy it. I don't have to buy a subscription to access it. If I buy it on Voodoo, I don't have to buy a subscription to access. I have to have an account. But you've got to have an account, but you still have to have that app and whatever the hell else to watch Yeah, it. but I don't need a subscription. Else. That's what I'm saying. You have to have a subscription to Disney Plus to be able to access it. To do. I'm yeah, I mean. But, so it's not quite the same as good of a deal, maybe, but anyway, 30 bucks. I don't know. I don't that think that's that high. bad. Well, like, that Bloodshot movie was like 20 bucks to buy it when it first came out. Well, I heard that. Is this true? Does Disney Plus have 60 million subscribers? Worldwide. Worldwide. Yes. But still, okay. They so, went from like 56 to like six, so 55 60, to 60 in like one quarter. 60 worldwide. If only 10% buy that damn thing, mm-hmm. you're talking 180 million, you know, type thing that they can get off that yeah. thing. Six times. So, yeah. so 6 million. If only 10%, if only 6 million out of their 60 million do it, they, they're getting 180 million, almost 200 million. Off that. And I bet they'll do better than that. And exactly, I think that is really conservative of what they can possibly make out of this. I mean, I paid thirty bucks for it. So you can pay thirty bucks. If my kids want to see it, my daughter wants to see it. I mean, they may. Well, it would cost that much to go see it in the theater. Yeah, but we were talking when they did Bloodshot for twenty. We were like, "That's just because I don't want to see Bloodshot." See, my problem is is that move on. There's no way I'm going to because it's just me and the wife. Yeah. So right, and that's freaking dollars. But if you got kids at home, dude, and you don't have to buy popcorn or soda, and you can just go and watch it at home. I, yeah, I know, but I mean, just, that ain't if bad. you have a family of five or six or something like that, yeah, it's probably a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. bad. And how many of them are in that? I mean, I think it, for what they're doing, you know, and everything else, and for how crappy this year's been for them for uh, the parks and everything else, this could be a good way to salvage some stuff. Now, yes. what I don't know is Mulan itself probably cost them, you know. What one hundred and fifty to freaking make? Yeah, I'm did. sure it costs a lot. So, and plus all the damn advertising they were doing leading up to the damn thing's release in March couldn't have been cheap either. Yeah. So, you know they're probably looking at probably a good two to three hundred million just to fucking break even. Yeah. Now, and then after that maybe they can they'll get some cash off of it. But, yeah. So here's what was I gonna say? Oh, they did a I read a thing an article they did a survey like a month or two ago. Like, what people would pay for, like, same day and data theater to stream it at home. Some people were saying they'd pay, like, 50 bucks. Like, there were quite a few who said they would pay up to $50 for, like, 
to be able to buy a movie Jesus dating. Christ. Now, you got to understand, like, if you go to New York, it's probably like 20 bucks for a movie ticket. Mm, that's true. You know, and at night, I mean... So it de- well, we're it's lucky almost here. Twenty bucks here for an IMAX. Well, night. IMAX, yeah, but IMAX you're paying for the experience. But like a regular theater, you're paying ten, aren't you? You're paying ten. You're paying I think at night it's more here. than ten. Are you paying more than ten now? I think it's eight at for night? like a matinee. I thought it was seven for a matinee. It might be. Eight. It may be seven. I think it's like seven something. But I was thinking but for a matinee, I thought it was ten. But is it more than that now? I bet. I don't know. You're I the one know. that goes to movies. I don't go at night. I don't so go I at night. Say. I always go to the matinees. That's why I figured yeah, I, I do that price. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like seven at a matinee. But I think that's pretty cheap compared to most places. Not compared to the rest of the nation. Because when Regal was doing their uh, pass that you could buy or whatever, you know, we were in the lowest tier as far as, because they had different tiers depending on what your price is in your market. Mm-hmm. And we were like in the lowest tier. So we we're fairly low. Pretty cheap compared to some markets. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I'm just from a real estate standpoint. But anyway, so I mean, yeah, 50 I don't bucks know. for some of those papers. 30 bucks probably isn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Could we'll be. See. It just seemed like... They said it'd be... They said it's kind it's of an, an experiment. That's is. what they said. They're going to see how it does and they can adjust if it yeah. doesn't go mm-hmm. well. Okay, so what if it, What if Black Widow was only coming to stream? How much would you pay to see like Black Widow? I, I think I would have paid the 20 bucks, you know, type things like some of the other directors yeah. are doing. You know, I think I, even if Mulan was 20, I probably really considered it. To well, you would do 30. What about, yeah, would you pay 30 for so Black Widow? Probably not. But no. that's just off principle of things. So. I'd just okay. wait for it to come out on DVD and then I'd buy it. Yeah. Well, just I mean, that's probably the problem. You're going to pay 25 there. bucks for a Blu ray. Yeah. You, you're exactly right. You're going to pay that for a Blu ray, but plus with the Disney Plus, though, anymore. I don't even know how much I even need some of that type of crap, you know, depending on how long I Yeah, I don't like Blu-rays anymore. So. I still. But my problem is, to bet was going back to what you got to is the fact, or what you were alluding to, is the fact that really what you're paying for is this 30 bucks for to have it before everybody else, considering it's going to be on that system probably within six months. I bet so, sooner than that. I don't know. But I don't know. But, but even then, you're still yeah. talking that. So, you know. That, there again lies the thing too you know if you can wait you're really only talking at maximum probably yeah. half a year yeah. before it probably gets released on their system and since I don't really care that much about Mulan I could just wait but like if your kids are like really wanting to see it you know you that's might, right you probably, most parents would easily pay 30 bucks to get their kids to show up oh yeah yeah that's probably what they're counting on I think that's what yeah. they're counting on yeah and a lot of parents would be happy to do it because hey it's kind of an event you say hey look Mulan's on Disney let's pay the 30 bucks we'll have a movie night you know I mean everybody's cooped up anyway can't go anywhere I mean if you got like an 8 year old and you're like hey this will be fun we'll make popcorn make an event out of it heck that's what I had to do is I had to just go get a big old freaking uh, you know uh, what uh, projector yeah and just get something and put it in front of my damn garage and just have the whole freaking neighborhood come yes. over social distance you know and just watch Mulan I'm Charge five dollars a person. That's that would be only how much money. But then I'd probably get sued by Disney. Disney. Yes, they'll come out. They'll probably still be pissed if I showed it free to the whole neighborhood. But hey, they can't complain. As long as you're not I'm charging. Not, money. At least I'm not making money off of it. That's right. So. You can't make money off of it. But hey, you but can't hey. always see everything on online. Not everything is always streaming because this last week we were mm. like, let's watch a movie. Yeah. And then we were like sitting around and like, what's everybody want to watch? And I'm like, I'm going to watch T2. It's on sale from Voodoo right now for five bucks. Yeah. You can own it. 
Right, but you can't stream it like on Netflix. Correct. Well, you no, can't stream it. But you can free. stream just about everything. You, you, stream, you can't stream T2 is, for free. Well, that's no, right. That's the key. Well, not free, but you can't, because I, I have Hulu. You can't stream it on a subscription. I have Netflix. You cannot stream it on Netflix. Actually, I think it's on HBO Max. Well, I don't have. Yeah, we don't so have that service. streaming service to pay for it, but there you go. Right. Everything's so, available for a price, but yeah, you can't stream everything free. You're right. Well, not, right, not free. But you can buy anything. I guess. I don't know. I think you, you can buy You pretty much buy everything. Can you? Yeah. Unless you're See, doing, like, obscure anime or something. I'm really, like, not smart. Like, I don't get the voodoo. Like, I don't know. Where does that stuff go? Does it go in your cloud? Yeah, it's just in the just... cloud. And what if you lose your cloud? Like, then do you lose all your purchases? Lose your cloud? How do I you... don't know. If the whole cloud system just blew <laughs> up. If the cloud goes out, you're effed, yes. Yeah. But okay. that seems pretty, I think they back it up. Well, then, see, I have the hard copy DVD. Yeah, you guys you're are good. All, you guys We're, are all I understand. I'm watching T2 not, in my living room. I do still like having a hard copy of certain things. It's funny, it's like... But almost you know, more from a collectability standpoint than anything else, though. I don't... Because of maybe something of the packaging or whatever else. I still like having the Star Wars... You know, films yeah, no, it's not a collectability yeah. thing with me. It's just being able to watch what I want if I want to watch it. Because, I mean, I've run into that a couple times. And I, I don't, like I said, I'm not... It is a good point what you make, though. I'm because not, things like Netflix and whatever the hell else, you've seen that movie on there, and then, what, in six months it drops off. on. Exactly right. right. And you're like, I just seen that there! Where'd it go? Right. But it if doesn't you stay buy it, there. If you buy it on iTunes or Voodoo, you can always access it. Hmm. And so they and they run lots of sales because I buy stuff on there and like a lot of times I'll run a sale every weekend. Different movies will be like five bucks. You just snag yeah. what you want for five bucks, and, and you should always have it. And you should always have it. Now here's the funny thing though: until I, Voodoo goes bankrupt and they right. shut down their system, and then you're like, Shh. well, Voodoo's owned by Walmart, which I think they actually sold them to something else, so they're fairly stable. But like Google, like and iTunes, Apple, I don't think they're. Good. You're right. Yeah. But if they do go out of business, they'll probably let your library be somehow transferred probably or something so. else. Probably so, because Ultraviolet did that, didn't they? Yeah, and they let everybody move everything to somewhere to else. else. I don't know. So it, but it can happen. Place. You're right. It's not 100%, but we're not going to live forever either. That's true. But, uh, but it's funny. I've mostly gotten rid of my DVDs and gone to mostly digital stuff. Because Voodoo had a thing where you could, you could actually convert your DVD to a digital copy for like a buck for a while. Oh, wow. And so they let you like scan the barcode. It would like convert it, and then you have a digital copy for a dollar, and then you can just... Pitch the DVD if you want. And I did or that you with could a bunch sell of it. I did bucks. sell a bunch of my DVDs at like Comic Cons for like a dollar. I but, did too. But anyway, so I'm all into the digital. But then for some reason, like a couple months ago, I started looking at like the Criterion Collection stuff. You know, wouldn't it be cool to have like a whole library of like the Criterion Collection? You know, all the different. So there's like this collector in me that also wants to collect physical things as well. Huh. Isn't that weird? No. But you're talking to somebody like, that... It's has, like I'm torn. I have like an addiction to collecting just weird shit. So. And, and even better, a lot of those Criterion collections are like out of print. So you gotta like hunt them down and like find them. And, and pay a oh, shit ton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Right. And then it's like a rare object. So I there's, remember like... There's that part too. When DVDs first started coming and they started first started collecting like, you know, TV shows and stuff. Like Babylon 5. Like, I have all five seasons of Babylon 5 on DVD, and it's like the big box yeah. where you flip each thing over. I paid, like, $90. Yeah. And nowadays, it's like, if it's not free on something streaming or whatever, I mean, you know, that's like 20 bucks or 30 bucks now. Yeah, for like DVDs a season are so cheap. Yeah, that's true. Well, think all the bastards who paid, like, 100 bucks for Superman on VHS back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, when Batman came out. Yeah. Some of those 80 bucks. It's like, yeah. really? 
I think when Batman came out, it was the cheapest because I think it was only like thirty bucks to yeah. buy it on like VHS. Yeah. Which back then, like in eighty, that'd be like ninety dollars. Yeah, in eighty nine, the thirty bucks was a lot of money. A lot of money, but it wasn't. Yeah. But whatever. But ninety dollars was like a new car. <laughs> yes, a brand new car, ninety dollars. <laughs> or you can have Superman on VHS. Yeah. Well, like our first VCR we bought was like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. And that was like in nineteen eighty, and I'm like. Yeah, and it was like that was like that'd be like spending three grand today. <laughs> I'm like, wow. But being able to watch movies at home, I mean, holy Jesus. crap. <laughs> what know. would you pay? Apparently three grand. Apparently three grand. <laughs> yeah. So, and now all you have to pay is 30 bucks and you can just hit a button to your heart's and, and watch it's Mulan. Streaming. Yeah. I just watch Hamilton over and over. <laughs> oh, it was free. Well, I mean, besides my Disney Plus. Which you're getting for free right now, aren't you? No, I, oh, mean, you're I, not? Could, I could have. I can't. I have a version. I guess I could do for through Verizon, but I, I need to call because I have AT and T for so, my phone. Yeah, and they say it says on my plan that I'm supposed to get HBO Max like oh. for free. Oh, yeah. there you go. But every time I try to log on to it, it keeps kicking me back. So uh, I need yeah. to like get a hold of them and figure out what's going on. Gotcha. You should do that. All right. So do that's you guys... all I need is like more TV to watch. Do you guys watch anything? T two. It's a good movie. It is. I tried to watch it with Zach. It holds up. I tried to watch with Zach. It scared him. He didn't want to finish it. Huh. Mm. My kids T2 like that one. holds up. It does. It, it holds does. up pretty well. I, that's what I was saying. My kids like that one. Although, you know what doesn't hold up anymore? The original Terminator? It does not. No, it does not. No, I, well, I haven't watched that recently. We, I made the, my kids watch the original one. So I said, you got to watch this one before we watch T2. Uh-huh. And they watched the first one. And this had to have been like, what, just maybe two years, maybe three years ago. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. They were laughing. They were like, this is an awful movie, whatever else. Then we watched T2, but I was like, it's all set up for this. And we watched that. They're like, oh, that's really good. You know, yeah. stuff. It holds up. The first one. So see, Scott, I just went straight to T2. I just, I just right. gave, I just gave well, Zach a, a rundown on Terminator. And I'm like, dude, you'll catch up. It's Since be that, well, here was my thing. <laughs> I, do you remember when I went to watch T2, all the trailers and everything, you had already known that when walking into, or at least I did, I knew walking into the theater that Arnold was going to be the good guy this time, okay? Well, my son didn't know that. That was the key. That's why I went, my kids, I guess that's true. I probably could have told my kids, oh, watch this, and maybe they wouldn't have figured that out. But part of it was watching T1 to get that whole setup for T2 and then going, oh, man, that damn guy's back. He's the bad guy, and then doing the switcheroo on Yeah, but they still, if so. you've never seen anything, you would still, it's still, the way the movie plays, he's like the bad guy. They try and make him seem they like he's try the bad to. guy. But so if you don't have that foreknowledge, it's the same thing. I, you've seen the first I, I one thought it would try to help reinforce that. And I think it did. It may have, but I think you but, get that effect anyway. Okay. Because okay. Zach kept thinking he was a bad guy. He's like, oh, he's going to kill the kid. I'm like, no, dude, he's going to rescue him. He's like, I think he almost thought the other Terminator was the good guy because he looks more like a oh, good yeah, guy. Because he's a cop. Because he's a right. cop. And he's it like, tries to set it up that way. Yeah. You know, to, that is true. The movie does to a point. To a point. But, but yeah. But yeah, we all knew going in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew when I was, yeah, what, time. 16 or whatever the hell it was, yeah. That was a great summer, because the Robin Hood movie came out, which I thought was really good, and then T2 it was freaking uh, Kevin Costner? I liked that movie when I was, like, 15. Yeah. Hmm. You know what movie you were a couple years doesn't ago. hold up? What? Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is horrible. That's probably true. It that, wasn't good back then. That, it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. But, it's funny, because Arnold, like... He made that like 
not that late. I mean, he was a big name by the time that movie came out. Yeah. He had no quality control. He's no Tom Cruise. Like, he would make a really crappy, cheap movie, then he'd make a hot, yeah, big budget movie. But all those action heroes at that time did that, you know? Think I of guess. That. Uh, didn't uh, Stallone do the same thing? I mean, he, Yeah, he made bad ones, He too. made bad ones. But Stallone I mean, is... Freaking uh, Van Damme. Uh, yeah, wow, well, I don't know that Van I mean, Damme was ever he, in a good one. Did he ever one. have a good one? Universal <laughs> Soldier, maybe? I Time Cop was decent budget. See, Time Cop, maybe. I mean, something made him. I love Bloodsport. So, but yeah, they were high quality. I'm just saying, I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger had some cachet by the time he made Running Man. I'm sure he, he did. probably did. But then he let that really horrible... Because it's low budget. That's the problem with it. It's like really cheesy and not very... Yeah. They didn't spend any money on it. Yeah. Mm. But then you go see... I think Total Recall came out like... Oh, not Total, that Not that long Total after. Recall? That movie they spent money on. It oh, looks good. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, and I mean, it's it only came out like Total a year Recall. later. The, the first one then? Total Recall still holds up. Okay. I think it was only a year or two later. And yeah. it's like... It that's a big, yeah. big change in just production. Value. Total Recall has that RoboCop feel to it. Because Total Recall yeah. is like well, just... Verho- totally I was going to say, it's the same director. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. It's Verho- well, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's so bloody. Yeah, it's because Recall is just violence. so freaking Have bloody. Have you seen Starship Troopers? So Same dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all Verhoeven. But, uh, and I Escape from Starship New York. Troopers. Escape from New York holds up. I think. Okay. I love, I I love, love Escape from New York. I think it holds up, but uh, my brother-in-law, he does like a retro review podcast of movies, and they hated Escape from New York. Really? Like, they liked it, and then they rewatched it, and they thought it didn't hold up at all. I was like, dude, I disagree. I mean, I know it's cheesy and it's not good, but to me, it still is good. Yeah, I was talking. Escape from L.A. Not so much. No, that one's terrible. Escape from L.A. is the same movie as Escape from New York, just worse. But it's terrible. (laughs) It's all the same. I mean, I love to go in. It's to go in. They inject him with a virus instead of yeah. It's it's the same exact movie. movie. And then, except like, I'd call. Obviously, I mean, you call bullshit on the entire movie because it's all bullshit. But when he has to, are you talking about L.A. or New York? L.A. Okay. When he gets captured and he has to do the play basketball, play the basketball. Yeah, there's no way, dude. Dude, like, you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so like, I never watched Escape from L.A. He just looks so tired while he's playing basketball. I know, but he's got like an effed up leg. Yeah. Like the first movie, yeah. an effed up leg while he's by- battling in the ring. And yeah. This is basically the battling in the ring. Yeah. He's but playing basketball. So he's playing, playing basketball, so he's got a full court. He has to make like five baskets, ten points, the full length of the court. Back and, and forth. Back and forth in like two minutes or something, yeah. right? So boom, 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 goes down, makes a layup for the first shot. Runs back. Runs back. I think he does like a little, maybe like just a jump shot, you know. Well, then he starts running out of time. So the next one, he runs back, and it's like behind the three-point line, and he makes it. He's really run out of time, so it's like a half-court court. shot, and he yeah. makes it. And then he's out the of time. Opposite end of the court, so he just opposite wings it. Of the court, the and he just wings it. And it goes in. <laughs> throws it from basket to basket. I'm like... I can see the first three. The half court, maybe, but there's no way after you make a half court, you're going to make a full court. No, I don't. I don't. don't. He's a larger than life character. I'm watching it going, I call bullshit. He doesn't even have three dimensional vision either. (laughs) 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 And to finally eventually call bullshit on the basketball scene. 
But anyway, I'm nitpicking. But well, Carpenter's got uh, Big Trouble Little China, yep. The Thing, and Escape from New York. I think all three of those hold up pretty well. I've everything never else, seen the everything thing. else he really, yeah. Everything yeah. else he made is not too good. No. Hmm. You've never seen the thing. Mm -mm. That's probably his best movie, as, as far as holding up anyway. But I saw that one when I was pretty young. I mean, I was a teenager, probably fourteen. Something. I don't know. It scared the piss out of me. It's pretty that, scary. It's a. It's very psychological, kind of more it's creepy, very, yeah. intense, and you don't know who to trust. So. Yeah, and it's, it, it's well so done. claustrophobic too, yeah. and everything. I mean, but. I haven't seen it since then either, so it may not hold up at all, you know. No, it holds up. Either. I saw it recently. But I just, like I said, at the time, I remember that one being, holy cow. Oh, speaking of that. Speaking of that. When so he has that. that Petri dish and hits that. And <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, the whole thing. We've already watched Poltergeist within the last couple of weeks, uh -huh. the original. Yeah. I love that movie. That's still a good movie. The first yeah. Poltergeist thing or whatever? It scares the crap out of me. That one probably holds up pretty well, though, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it holds up. Whereas the remake was total crap, wasn't it? Oh, I yeah. never saw the remake. Okay. The remake I, was horrible. I vaguely... I thought we had or something, but maybe not. I saw it because... I don't even remember what the hell happened in it. The first one was, was such creepy, a fan. Though. I was such a fan of the original that I watched, like, the remake. I don't even remember it. I just, it was almost like the remake of... Uh, Evil Dead or whatever. Oh, yeah, I never saw that either. That yeah, remake was either. terrible. Hmm. Didn't Sam Raimi have something to do with it, or he just produced it? I don't think he had anything to do with it. Gotcha. He had, uh, what, Gene Levy or something like that? I don't even remember. I just remember not liking it. The first Evil Dead's horrible, too, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah but it's... The second one's not much better. But I like Evil Dead, too. Yeah. It, but, yeah, I mean, it starts I mean, getting into that. I know it's just a remake of one, but I feel it like really it is. Good. But it, it's starting to get more into that slapstick. Yes, and I think that's what helps a little it. bit. Whereas I mean, first, he was still dabbling though back and forth. You yeah, know? It was he like didn't he couldn't quite really commit. And then Army of Darkness, he totally goes all yeah, in on the slapstick, yeah. and it <laughs> works Darkness great. Freaking great. <laughs> so, I. All right, so Movies. you just watched Old Crap. Did you watch anything? I don't think I really watched anything. Of, Nobody's uh, delved into Umbrella Academy? I haven't. Into, I didn't realize that it came out on Friday. I mean, even though they kept advertising the shit coming out here. Yeah. I, I missed out. And then I seen it was on there over the weekend. I was like, oh, we got to watch that. And then the wife told me, well, we're going to just freaking marathon it. I was like, damn it. So we haven't started watching that one yet. Probably. I haven't even Third finished yet. the first season. Well, that's disappointing. Have you watched yeah. the first so did you watch of Umbrella Academy? all of the second season then? No, because my wife doesn't want to watch it, so I'd have to watch it. On the okay, um, I have not watched that one yet. I did watch um, Apocalypse Now Redux. Yeah, and it's, it's only like five hours. Long. Three hours. It's freaking long. Yeah. It did I see like this fun. one last time, Vivorum or Vivium? Or? Oh, did you watch that? I did watch Vivarium. It. Is yeah. that any good or is it horrible? Oh, Vivarium. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't I guess know. So it's one with uh, Jesse it like. Eisenberg yeah. and uh, is. Imogene. Is it horrible? Or something like that. Is it a movie or is it a show? It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. Is on Amazon Prime. I don't. I saw it. It's weird. It looked like it might be good. Then I'm like, mm, it doesn't quite look like it's going to be good. I I, I, I question whether it was actually going to develop. It looked like a cool concept, and then as you're watching the trailer, you're like, there you go. What are I, they doing I with this? I think it's concept? a very. It, it has work. a promising concept. I just don't think that they pull it off all the way. It's got a certain creepiness, yet can't be feel, but 
I, maybe they drag it out too long. I don't know. Something is So off I was watching there. the trailer, and it's like they're in this neighborhood looking at a house, and the house is creepy. And they're trying to get out of the neighborhood, and they can't figure their way out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's cool, like creepy. You know, that could be kind of scary. But then it shows like they're like living in the house for like months or something. And, and like, they are having to take care of some type of child. Yeah, and I'm is like, what they're doing. How does that? And so the initial concept was cool, but then I saw they stay there for a long time. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound creepy. That just sounds boring. It's not really boring. It's just like it's this factor of it's almost more creepy then because they have this kid that's just creepy as shit that they're having yeah, to take now care I of. Now I want to watch it. So, but Why but yeah, I, I'm you keep watching it because I you're like, like where the hell is this going? You know, type thing. Yeah. And then it the payoff is just not there. I don't know if it's quite there either. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. It, it like I said, interesting concept. Don't know if they quite pulled it off. Brandy absolutely hated it. I think so. Then there was another one on Netflix. I think it was like uh, Extinction, something like that. It has uh, the guy from Ant Man who plays like the sidekick. Is that like Michael Pena or something? Yeah, like that? sounds right. He's in it, and it's uh, kind of this sci-fi type thing where um, there was a war or something like this. On, on earth and then during this guy's having bad dreams and he keeps thinking that they're going to get attacked and whatever the heck else and they do get attacked by some type of aliens and it's this kind of alien on the run thing but then it's got a twist that happens about maybe two-thirds of the way through or something which kind of gives it a little bit of a oh that's interesting you know type of thing a little bit of a twist on this it's still in a sci-fi realm, but a little bit of a twist on the same old monster. Aliens come to attack the Earth, and we're fighting back them, you know, type thing. A little bit of a twist on that. Hmm. Uh, so, it's... Not good, but not horrible. It, there you go. It, it's very... It's like a fairly decent B-movie, is really what it is. You know, type thing. Yeah. So, from Netflix standards, it's probably a little bit above average, but uh, I, if I would have paid for it at the movie theater, I probably would have been disappointed. Gotcha. So, you know, that type of thing. Hmm. I did watch Spaceballs. Oh, I've seen that popping up on like Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. It's on Amazon too. It's on is everything. It really? Oh my god! For some reason, it's like on everything right now. Yeah. Uh, Space Pulse is great. I watched it with Zach because he did. I wonder if it. I should watch that with Xander. You either just think it's funny as hell, or you'd be like, he might be this? too old for it. Now. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm you have to hit him when they're like 13, 14. Or yeah, maybe, maybe. I thought I told you to only bring what you needed. It's my hair dryer. <laughs> my industrial strength hair dryer. Yeah, and I can't live, live without, without it. it. <laughs> God, just need to survive. Who made that guy gunner? I did, sir. We asked what we got on this surrounded. We've gone plaid. We can't stop. We have to slow down first. <laughs> Bam. I said stop. <laughs> Anyway, that's great. Oh, I did remember, I watched, this is comic book related. Oh. It's called Boiled Angels. It's a documentary. It's on um, Amazon, and I think it was made a couple years ago. Have you ever heard of the guy? His name is Mike, Michael Diana? Nope. He did this. I never heard of it either. Um, I guess he did like this, um, a zine, a self-published zine, mm -hmm. and it's like, fucked up like it was disturbing because they showed some of it well anyway he lived in Florida and he got um, arrested and brought up prosecuted for obscene obscenity charges oh, yeah. because of the zine, the zine. Hmm. he's the only American artist to be convicted 
Of obscenity. Ob- obscenity. Um, is this the guy that like took away life? like his pencils and he can't even yeah. go to prison? I've heard about that guy. Yeah. Well, he ended up not going to prison. He got probation. This was like in it was in. Florida. But he's like court ordered not to draw. Right. Florida. Maybe. It was in Florida and it was like the early nineties. Yeah. And so he got convicted, and part of his probate he got probation, but part of his probation was that he couldn't draw. And the state of Florida Society or whatever, says you're not allowed. To yeah, draw. it's insane. And like the state of Florida or the police or whoever, they had the right to come into his house whenever they wanted to. Oh wow. To make sure that he didn't he have any drawing. arts applause or that he wasn't drawing. Huh. It was crazy. Like I, I think the I, CBLDF was working on it with him. They did. They did finally hire somebody. He got a lawyer, but he ended up losing the case. It seems so bizarre that in this This I mean, was that this, in our country that's possible. I know. And Neil Gaiman is in it. Yeah. And Neil Gaiman is just like Yeah, he's like, I came to the United States like to do stuff because you have the First Amendment. <laughs> but then he was also talking because they went into that uh, Neil Gaiman thing where was was it in Same Man Number Eight or Death, where they had the scene where they used a banana to put a condom on it? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he got a bunch of flack for that. Mm-hmm. But the CBDLF came in and like fought it, yeah, fought that right away and and got it rescinded or whatever. But yeah. uh, no, it's a pretty interesting. I wouldn't. I don't know because like they show his stuff, and I mean like his stuff. Like I'm like, there's no way I'd want to read that. <laughs> Like, that's just ridiculous, over-the-top, like, whatever, like... But I still think that the guy should be able to publish it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm on his side, but I, I wouldn't want to, like, read that crap. Okay. <laughs> but, I don't want to read Twilight either, but it's okay. It's definitely my... This stuff is, like, really disturbing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Twilight? I've never read, watched, or seen any Twilight, I haven't so either. I don't know. It looks pretty disturbing. The first one is awful. I thought that that was... I didn't realize... Is there a new book coming out? No. I thought I heard somewhere that there's like a new Twilight book. There's like a new Hunger Games. There's a new Twilight book, but taken from the... It's the same story, but taken from the version of one of the other characters or something. The, the perspective of one of the huh. other characters. I thought Twilight was done. I thought it was over. Like, it, they it wrote is. all the books. They did write all that, but she needs more money, so she's now writing more stuff. More Right, I guess, because whatever. At least that was my understanding, or I thought I heard that at one point. The $10 billion that whoever it was made isn't enough. It's bizarre that, yeah, yeah, they've ordered this guy not to draw. Like, can't he just draw for himself and not publish? (coughs) Yeah. I mean, I can understand if you could say, hey, you can't publish this stuff, but. Yeah, no, he couldn't even draw for, like, his own. Isn't that weird? It is very weird. Yeah, it is. And then, uh, so anyway, like, he got, he got, uh, probation or whatever what well, he left and moved to new york didn't even tell his lawyer he was leaving so he was like he couldn't go to florida because he was like wanted in florida yeah. like i understand it if they really wanted to come get him like yeah. it's not that far but he was living like in in new york and said he couldn't even go back to florida and then at the end of the documentary the filmmakers or whatever they were like, we paid his fines in Florida, so like now he can go to Florida if he wants to or whatever. But uh, I guess it was like a Kickstarter, too, because at the end of the movie, <laughs> it said, we want to thank our Kickstarter donators, blah, 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 blah. But, like, <clears throat> I'm not really into the underground comics and, like, the zines and stuff, but I, mean, I was buying comics in 94, 93, and this was, like, national news, I guess, like, yeah, in I Florida. Yeah, about it. 
But uh, I just thought I'd never even heard about it. I never deep delved into it, but I remember hmm. hearing about it. But anyway. So, yeah. I watched cool. something about speed cubing, about these guys that can do the Rubik's Cube, solve a oh, three by three, nice. and like, we were talking seconds. Yeah. I mean, I had, it's an algorithm, Scott. I know that. But I mean, <laughs> considering the fact I still, I mean, all they do is they pick it up, they take a look at it there yeah. for a couple seconds, and then they go, and I mean, these guys are doing this thing, completing the damn it's thing, and like, calculators seven, for brains. seven seconds, you know, You don't even seconds. have to have a calculator for a brain. All you have to do is figure out the algorithms. Well, yes, but that what they were saying is, is to do the speed cubing as quickly as they do, you know, there's, what, like, I don't know, half dozen to eight algorithms you can learn right. to solve the cube. But you ain't going to do it in fucking seven seconds, six seconds. These guys are learning over 300 different algorithms yeah, no, no, I know. to memorize I, in order I, to do this shit in, like, six seconds. It's insane. Yeah. And wow. how they do it and everything else. I mean, they get it, they have to do the, and then they have to, like, hit this pad, you know, mm -hmm. when they do that and get it. Oh, out. no, it's crazy. It's, it's just insane. Wow. And, I mean, they're doing stuff from... The, the, I don't know, probably a two by two, I don't know, but I know they have three by three, uh, four by four, five by five, and even one handed. How quickly can they do it with one hand, you know, and spin it around? And I was like, holy crap. But they were talking about the, the best ones in the world and, and mm -hmm. how this type of stuff happens, you know, and things of that nature. And I think I'm, you know, definitely like the best out of the U.S. is very autistic, you know, type of individual. That's just insane on, on how well he can do that, you know, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And it was pretty good. I mean, it was like a little 40-minute documentary on Netflix. It went by pretty quick. But just watching those guys and how <laughs> how insanely fast they do that. And they're always practicing, you know, type stuff. So they right. can, you know, just basically muscle memory and getting those algorithms, like you yeah, said, in your head. Insane. Yeah, when I went to um, West Scout camp with Ben last year, one of the kids – that was with him in his group or whatever. He had one. He was carrying it around, and he, he, he wasn't doing it speed, but he could look at it basically and figure out how to do it because he was using those like algorithms and shit. Well, so. I can do a Rubik's cube. Yeah, I mean, any of them. Zach watches YouTube videos but, and figure out how to do it. Yeah, I mean, any a Rubik's cube I can solve because no matter how the hell it is, you're right to your point. I know There's like the same. That's right. right. I know that I. Well, to, to your point, it's algorithms. So you just need to know. I think I think it's about six of them or something like that. Maybe it's eight, but you just know those basic ones, and you can solve any Rubik's cube. But I know, like I, I said, somebody, it. you know, somebody asked me once, "How quickly can you solve one?" And I'm like, I don't know. I could probably do it in like five minutes. Right. But shit, you know, to do Practice it in, makes perfect. Do it in five to six seconds. Well, most of these were all doing six seconds. I think six to seven seconds, because the one guy, his goal was to get get a five second. You know. Uh, drop and he, he wasn't able to but it was like holy cow I can solve that Rubik's Cube in six moves cool I also seen somebody show. I seen somebody that like Game designed this like weird Lego thing with uh, you know uh, some type of computer scanner on it and it would pick up the Rubik's Cube and scan each side and then it would sit, sit there and it would just solve the thing vice by you know just mechanics you know of legos moving around and shifting this thing and it turning the blocks and it would solve your whole cube now it, it would take like freaking you know five minutes or whatever the hell else but... i'm gonna edit this out of the podcast that sounds like uh that sounds like machines taking over dude probably is skynet is real <laughs> it's on its way no, our podcast has de devolved into like 
I know. Algorithms? Something, I don't know I'm what just, we're doing. I'm just padding time because I only have one thing to talk well, about. I read a bunch of stuff. Right, well, well, you better go for it then, stuff. dude. Did you get your um, Savage Dragon 250? Maybe. Yes. He's what ready cover did you get? Uh, the regular one. I bought the Walt Simonson one because I thought it would be cool to be, have a white Walt Simonson cover. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. It's the big kids. <laughs> Sucker. Um, I read a Marvel comic. Did what? you? Spider-Man Life Story... Did you read all six. of them? I did. Have you read this? I know. I own them. You haven't read them? No. Are they good? It's pretty cool. So yeah. the concept you, of this... You own them. Of course you do. It's Spider-Man. So <laughs> it's written by Chip Starsky. Like Mark Bagley does the art. Um, so Life Story. There's six issues. Each issue covers a decade. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Has Mark Bagley really done anything for Marvel besides Spider-Man? That's mostly it. He did Thunderbolts. Mark Bagley okay. has done a ton of shit. New Warriors. But yeah, he's done a lot of Spider-Man. For Marvel, I thought... He, he did an Avengers I wondered book if he did But yeah, he mostly did Spider-Man. mostly exclusively at Marvel until he started doing DC. Yeah, but he's done mostly Spider-Man at Marvel. Yeah. Let's go, so. Okay. So... The concept is, what if Spider-Man, starting in the 60s like he did, what if he actually aged through those decades? Alright. So, it's six issues, and each issue, each issue covers a decade. And so, like, by the second issue, it's the 70s, and Spider-Man is 10 years older, and the 80s is 10 years older. And so, it's a pretty cool concept. It's kind of like a neat little alternate history of Spider-Man, and kind of... Hits all the same beats that he's hit over the years, like Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane and, you know, all the major clone saga, all that stuff. It hits all that stuff, but it does it over 60 years, and Spider-Man gets older as he goes. And, it, I mean, it even integrates, like, Civil War and, you know, all the different major events and stuff into it. So, But he's actually aging through all this Yeah, thing? so by is the end idea? of it, he's, like, 80 years old or whatever. Really? You know, That's whatever it is. And all the heroes are aging. Like, Tony Stark is aging and Captain America is aging as much as Captain America ages. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Huh. Um, it's a neat idea. I thought it was fairly well executed. I really like the writing. Mark Bagley I like as an artist, but since this story is such sort of a epic-type idea, you know, I don't know if he's quite the right artist for it, just because he's more of like a, you know, comic book-style guy. You know, I, I can see... I think it would have been better if we had a different, more sophisticated art style. Like, I like Mark mm. Bagley a lot, but he's kind of... Your, know, your Marvel looking style, for, like looking for like the styles maybe through the decades, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool too if they had done something like that. But I think it's good to have one artist do the consistency. But, but yeah. like, it's cool because like Flash Thompson goes off to like Vietnam War or whatever, you know, and like that's like a storyline. Like, so they integrate like real world events into each issue, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's cool. Um, like I said, it was pretty cool. It was well done. I so you it. read all the way. I mean, one through many, six. Yeah, there's one, six issues. There's six. That's the other thing. It's like okay, so they crammed you know six years into six issues. You got to make a lot of compromises to do that. It would have been cool if this series had like a little more room to breathe. You know, like develop stuff a little more. You know, and stuff like that. So in sixty years, were all of them like the Avengers and stuff still alive? And most of them are because I mean they're. I mean, Spider-Man was, what, like, 15 when he started? Oh, right. Like, I, could see that. I could see him so, being there, but, but like, yeah, but I think so. I'm just thinking, like, Tony Stark. I mean, hell, he yeah, was an alcoholic and other crap, you know, and things. Would that guy have... 
But he it's probably got, like, nanos to, like, anti-age him or it something. I don't know. He still looked pretty old at the end. Captain America was a super soldier. He so had he the serum. He probably be. lived. Yeah, but, like, Reed Richards, going. I think I think at one point Reed Richards is dead or Okay, because Reed Richards, I mean, he was, he was still already aging. He was already yeah. getting gray and He's whatever probably 30, else, so. so, yeah, I mean, it just depends. But, yeah, it's a... He was in his early 20s when Fantastic Four started. Yeah, so, I mean, he had been, like, like five years so, older than Spider-Man. I, I can't remember exactly. I think they talk about him in the mm. later ones, oh. and maybe he died for something. But it's cool, like, Captain America goes over to Vietnam, and he ends up, like, almost fighting against the U.S. in some cases, you know, because he doesn't agree with the war, you know, and he comes kind of like a fugitive. Mm. And it's got a lot of cool little twists like that, like history and stuff. Mm. But, uh... Well, I don't have to read it. Well, I kind of hit a couple story beats, but you should read it. It's pretty cool. Read it next week. And when did it come out? In a couple weeks. Last uh, year, huh? Looks like 2019. Yeah, about a year ago. So yeah. Throughout all of them, yeah. Yeah, I was on, like, Twitter, and some guy and was think... talking about, like, what Spider-Man stories are, like, evergreen. It... Like, stories that anybody can just pick up and read, and he mentioned this one. I'm like, I haven't even heard of that. And yeah. so I looked it up, and um, it's kind of cool. And it was on your Marvel app, huh? Yeah, because it has Marvel everything. and Lavender. There you go. Marvel Unlimited has everything? Everything except for like, well, it doesn't have the, some of the older stuff, but anything that's come out in the last five years, it has, unless it's um, newer than six months old or whatever. And then gotcha. It, it runs like a six month behind. Kind of there, but I, I always get like advertisements or whatever for Marvel Unlimited and other things. Yeah. Did you see the one for like the pin set from a limited edition thing for uh, Scotty Young or something like that? Oh, I did not. Uh, Marvel made premiere bundle, and it's like just a basic set of like pins sure, and stuff. Screen. I was going to there, oh, but cool. yeah. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Basic, How much is that? Oh, it was pricey. Thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think it was a thousand dollars, but you're talking in the hundreds. Oh wow. So it's a lot of my price. And you get that. like a a comic book too, or something. Oh wow, a whole comic book. Yeah. A comic book. You can use wow. those to lure girls up to your hotel room. <laughs> Uh, $200, but they're only making 2,500 of them. Oh, wow. oh really? So, only 2,500? 2,500. <laughs> huh, that's pretty limited. Premier bundle. There's 811 got... remaining. Oh, so, wow. I've got for comic books from like the 90s that are limited to like 5,000 that are worthless. I got some hardcovers over there that are like, you know, the yeah, I know. Did like less than a thousand of those. Right. And they're selling for cover price or less. Or less, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But those pens. Hey, they're Scotty Young. They might stand they're the Scotty test Young, of time. Whatever else. They're, I don't they're, really, a lot of people like those pens. I understand. Too. I mean, I'm not I don't believe it. in collectibles anymore. Saying, so, those things, yeah. I just know some of those conventions, pins are like the Yeah, shit, I like, I like they, to collect the enamel They pins. do, they and they, cool. they try to get them. And if you collect like a whole set of one of those things, yeah, you could probably get yourself $500 or more sometimes, depending on how many are in there. Or you can take that money and just put it in the stock market. It'll be worth double that in seven years. Uh, probably so. Huh. Yeah. Or you could buy like the one in two hundred variant of Venom number seven. That's like that you'd hot. enjoy a whole hell of a lot more than you that money in your stock market. <laughs> you could do that. Gold so, bars. Freaking! I was watching. Or I was went on Facebook and like, um, God, what was it? Some oh the the tales of the Dark Knight or whatever the metal. Yeah. That just came out that was supposed to have, like, the reveal of some Robin character or something. Sure. So it was, like, the hot freaking book that yeah. sold out. And I was reading the comments or something, and it was, like, 
Spelka's kind of going to pay for my college. Right. It said something about the fact somebody had made a comment and they're like, the um, the collective or the the variant cover slash collectability market's going to kill the comics or whatever again. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, dude, it's been happening for 10 freaking years. Like, that's why, Mar like, I was listening to that, um, the um, kayfabe interview oh, with yeah. Rob Liefeld. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's how you know if Marvel, like, supports your book. How many, how many covers variant covers? Yours. He's like, whatever had, like, 36 variant covers. <laughs> And this X had, or the Major House X. of X had like 56 variant covers, you know, and Major X had one cover. He's like, they're not supporting my book, you yeah. know? I mean, but it's insane. I'm like, where did you just wake? It's like everything. You go on That's eBay and it's covers. like yeah. one in the one in 500 variant, yes. the one in a thousand variant, and the sometimes one in a hundred variant. They, those do like, go for more, but especially if you get them graded. Oh, but I wonder, like, okay, so you have to pay an artist, let's say, a grand to do a cover, right? Mm -hmm. So, how many copies of that variant cover do you have to sell to break even? Like, 300? That's probably easy to do. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Especially I mean, if you just, limit to only a thousand. Yeah, maybe, it's just money in the bank, you know? man. So, it's propping up the industry. Heck yeah. Alright, so I bought this book, Hedra. I don't know why I bought this. I just thought it looked kind of cool, something I different. Yeah, I did the same thing. I didn't thing. realize it was giant, though. Looks but that's cool. kind of odd paper. Yeah, the paper's a little different. It's more like magazine I size. I can't remember if I pulled it, uh, the trigger There's no words, by the way. It reads really fast. It does? But Yeah, because there's no words. But uh, the layouts are, like, really cool. That's the so shouldn't it take longer? That's the perfect book for you. Because you hate books with you hate comics with that's lots true. of words. That's true. I guess there's Hedra. No, I thought you were thinking of me. It has one word in there. No, Hedra. he does it too. He does it. But too. no, this is really cool. Like he like uses old this comics. He uses this grid to kind of like Sandman. Do some <laughs> interesting layouts. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's, just, it's a basic like science fiction. I went to a different planet story. Yeah, kind it's Doctor Manhattan. In Doctor Manhattan, he's a kind of different color. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yes, pretty cool. Have a giant blue. I enjoyed it. It's got really cool art, really cool Kneecap. inventive layouts, but hmm. I don't know. It's a neat comic, but yeah, I, I, I think he's put out like another a trade that I pre-ordered that's in this month's previews, hmm. which I ordered as well. But uh, yeah, it's cool. The guy's name is Hedra. Jesse Lonergan. Lonergan. You can follow him on Instagram, but yeah, it's cool. He's kind of, I think he's got like web comics. I think that's... I think Image is taking his webcomics and publishing them. I'm really cool. hoping I didn't order Or he might account. just have a Patreon. <laughs> he might just have a Patreon. I don't know. But uh, anyway, you're hoping you didn't order it? I think you said you did. <laughs> I can't remember if did. I did. Because I've... he buys one of everything. <laughs> no, no. Here's he my buys... only regret about this comic is the size. I don't know where the hell I'm going to store it. <laughs> it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't even want regular size comic books. So whenever, I got this giant magazine size comic book. Whenever I did the order for this <laughs> month, whenever that book, I remember seeing the book. I put it in my cart. But then sometimes I go back through the cart and, and I'm like, I take stuff out. Yeah. So I can't remember if I left this in the cart. I guarantee I you're getting it just because you're hoping you didn't. It right, would definitely come. All right, but anyway, Hedra. It's pretty cool. If you're looking for something a little different, a little mm -hmm. more artsy, kind of experimental. Hey, it has no words. That's a good Right? It's a plus. It has Hedra in it. Well, that's it true. But still, overall, it's a plus. Are we talking about... Um, huh? All right, so... Load. I didn't read this. <laughs> okay. What are you, me, pretty, being me now? No. Pretty thick This there. is Low 23. 
Hey, it's Rick Remender. Yeah. Low 22 came out... Uh, 17 years ago? Mm, about a year ago. Little, <laughs> little more, Little more than a year ago. Now listen to my story. It's very important. So... Do you remember anything then when you like listen to my story? It's very important. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep interrupting you, so I plan to. All right. <laughs> so I had a, I I was getting all my Image Comics through subscriptions through Image Comics, direct. And so I had a subscription to Low. Looks like Doom. All right. They sent me issues. At some point, Image decided to cancel their okay. subscription service, so they refunded all the money. Now you took they money canceled and put it, it in the stock market. They canceled it immediately. So it was too late to pre-order uh -huh. the ones that had been solicited three months earlier. So I just was hosed. So I immediately go to the comic book store and I try and get all the stuff and tell them the stuff I need. But obviously, right. low 22 slipped through the cracks. Hmm. So I get low 23 and I look back and I'm like, I don't have any low 22. I'm like, oh, that's all right. I'll just go to my comic shop and buy it. Well, first I, emailed, first I emailed my comic store. And they said they couldn't order it. That's before I realized it came out a, over a year ago. Right. So I thought maybe I just missed an issue. To it's probably list. still on the diamond list. So I go to my... It's not, because they checked. They said they couldn't get it. All right. <laughs> so I go to mycomicshop.com. They don't have low 22. There's a variant cover. They don't have that either. By Dan Brereton, by the way. So I go to Mile High Comics. I'm like, okay, what are they charging for it? Out of stock. Okay, so I Google, like, does any, any online comic store have low 22? Nope, nobody has it. I go to eBay. I think I go the first day, nobody had it. Then I go the second day, they had the variant cover. It's like $10 plus $5 shipping. Mm -hmm. So it's like $15 to get low 22. You should have just asked Doesn't me, do that I have hard. it? Do you want it? You want to sell it to me for 10 bucks? Sure, because I'm done with it. Oh, you don't I like low? I didn't even order the rest of them. Oh, sweet. Yeah, give it to me. Thanks, man. This is a good story. It actually had a happy ending. But that's, that's my story. That's the last one? No, there's like four, three or four more. Oh, okay. Yeah. The story but I don't want to read 23 okay. until I read 22. 22. They took a year and off. And I also want to bind it all together. If I don't have 22, I can't do that. So you're going to give him something so that you can bind it? He's going to like take that. I want to read it. I could care less. Don, oh, okay. Don, Don could care less. I'm done with that book. Why didn't you like that book? It's all right. It's just confusing. It was boring, and then Scott needs to read this so we can talk about it next week. Oh, I did get that. Ooh, Ruben. I just got that read today. Too, and then we can all talk. There about you it. go. Pup, pulp, pulp, pup. This looks like it's really like pulp, right pup. Up my alley. Do you want me to talk about Savage Dragon Two Fifty? No. Okay. I do want to see your cover though. Uh, you guys have something. Oh, Western thing, Ed Brubaker. God damn, this thing might be like the best thing I've read all or going to read all year. So you talked about uh, something with no words. I read another volume of Sandman that, uh, God is not damn, there's a lot of words. Fables and Reflections. There's not even pictures, it's just all words. It's pretty much. Yeah, in fact, there's some really shitty art in some sort of <laughs> parts, but there's some... <laughs> You're really selling the Sandman. <laughs> there's, there's some other good ones. Okay, but... I like that cover better. So, yeah, I like this cover. What the hell volume am I on? Six, you know, type thing here. Okay, after... Reading quite a few of these, you know, Preludes and Nocturnes, The Dollhouse, you know, Dream County, The Seasons of Mist, you know, it starts kind of getting into this groove, although I didn't seem to like it as well as I think I did the first time around. 
Game of You. Hey, you know, it's okay. He's got some uh, little story really going on. Through this thing? Yeah, just a little bit. This is sixty percent now. So, <laughs> Fables and Reflections. Okay, so Fables and Reflections. It's a bunch of little one shots for the most part. Okay, except for there's like one little story in there in which he like takes I think maybe I don't know two issues to tell or something. But here's the thing with Sandman, and I think part of the reason why I probably don't like it as well as I used to, a couple of reasons, different age, I think, and everything else. It hasn't aged maybe quite as well with some some respects because of maybe some of Gaiman's storytelling, you know, style and, and things of this nature, as well as the just slam bang, you know, world, I think, in some respects that we live in now or maybe whatever else that I just so many distractions and whatever, you know, that we had today. Because I, as I'm reading this one, I was able to finally, you know, just sit down and go, I am blocking out everything else. I don't give a crap how long this thing takes me, you know, or whatever else. I'm just going to sit down and enjoy a read. And I really enjoyed this, even if it was just a lot of one shots, because I didn't care how long I took with it. You know, I'm just reading it for pleasure. A, that's right. A good, not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. It's a good storyteller telling a bunch of little short stories really in a way that could have been just as easy in a novel than it is in a, a you know comic book area type thing but yeah i mean it has it's there's some parts that are obviously better than others there's uh one of the stories i think in there in particular in which it's talking about uh um more of a kind of india ramadan i think story or something like this which it, it's okay, but it's not as good as some of the others. But like the emperor, I think of the United States, in which it it's a basically dream having a bet with his siblings, you know, on uh, if they if a dream can really influence a per how much of a dream could influence a person, you know, in their life, you know, and things of this nature. And it's really good. And you know, he takes these little things of like maybe just some little true story that he read something of, and he puts it into you know, these, this little dream world. And the, those are probably sometimes some of the better ones. You know, he has a story about uh, Augustus Caesar, you know, and uh, Rome, you know, type thing that's actually, that's pretty good, you know, in some ways. Uh, he has a story, a big one in this one is the fact of uh, Oedipus or Oedipus or something Oedipus. like that. Yeah, that uh, his, his, which is basically Dream's son and his tragic story, I think that, that happens well. It's, it, it definitely is a tragic story that happens with him, you know, which is pretty good, you know, on things. And Gaiman has a really great vocabulary, and he's he is a good writer. He has a way with the words, you know, and everything else. I think this one, it really comes out a little bit better than maybe some of the others because, I, like I said, I think I was in more of a, oh, I got to get through this so I can get to this thing to get to this thing. And finally, I just was like, F it. I don't. This stuff, none of this stuff is, you know, you know, all this, this hot stuff right at the moment. I can just, I'm just going to lay back. And, and I honestly, this one, you know, last time we met, I didn't even read a Sandman because I was like, I just need to take a break from it a little bit, I think. And now coming back a little bit like this, it's like, yeah, it does kind of get me, I think, what I really enjoyed about it and stuff. And I even started a little bit of the next one, and I think I'm going to really like it because it gets back to a lot of what, what... <laughs> What is probably the most interesting aspect of Sandman in general? I think it was his vision of the endless, you know, of having dream, destiny, death, you know, uh, desire, you know, all those and the siblings and how they get along and react and stuff. And that's really what Brief Lives is, is really focusing a bit more on. So 
I was probably a little harsh on it, you know, earlier on and just having to sit back and go, okay, why did I really like this, you know, and things. And maybe to me in some respects, you know, like we were even talking about the movies earlier and stuff, simpler time, whatever, you know, it may be. And I think I just had to tap into that to, to get a little bit more of an enjoyment out of it because there's no doubt Gaiman's a good writer. I yeah, just had to, yeah, no doubt. I had to, to rearrange things to get, get myself more into that phase, that maybe mindset. And I think a little bit of it is probably what I was reading on the other side with The Why Last Man, where it's just wham, bam. You know, it is the other extreme, where it's just as fast as it can go, and it's just throwing crap at you. This one's like, hey, no, sit back, just enjoy the ride, please, a little leisurely stroll type of thing. Why hasn't Neil Gaiman done more work? Well, he yeah. does... Came out in like the early nineties. He did, and he's you know he, well he's done novels, and he started getting into the movie biz and things he's of that did, like nature. One novel, two maybe. Uh, well, he had uh, what uh, American, American Gods. Gods I read he that. The he had that Anasazi Boys. Boys yeah, I didn't read that. And uh, I thought he had something else there that he was playing around with. Well, the uh, I guess he did the Eternals for Marvel. And didn't he do the show that's uh, well a, a book that he worked with oh, Terry, Terry Pratchett? The yeah. No, that one that came out, uh, I can't like remember. Like Good Omens Good or something Omens, like that. Yeah. But I, that was based off of, I think, a book first. You know, so I think that... He's done a few things. It's just it's been very kind of... Collaboration. I mean, some Sandman. But he's been doing... I know he's been writing. He wrote some uh, screenplays for, like, Doctor Who and um, things of that nature. So gotcha. I think... It, that's why I said I think he's been getting more maybe into the the entertainment movie biz of doing some of that type of stuff. I feel like he turned his back on comics. Mm. Well, you know, go where the money is, maybe somewhere. He's been living off Sandman money for 40 years. Yeah, we made, we made him, and then he left to do other crap. Traitor. Perhaps. I don't know. Don? What it is. Umbrella? You want me to do my one book? So what is, which one is this? Apocalypse, Apocalypse Sweet. Well, but it's that basically the first series. Okay. Yeah, it's the first series. It's, it's the just, first it's a library Netflix edition. series, basically. Okay. So, Umbrella Academy, Gerard Way, and Gabriel Ba. Um, I've not read this forever. We should have some chemical, yeah, you know. My Chemical Romance playing in the background. All right. You want me to? So, it's a six-issue comic book series. Um, Apocalypse Suite, which... That's so sweet. I haven't watched the whole Netflix thing. We know. So, I don't know... Does it does it follow the book fairly well? No, no. I mean, it kind of does. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. So basically, the this thing starts. Different. I think it's pretty it, close. I don't know how they took like a whole. They really made a whole it out. They had they, they did it out a lot. drag it out because there's not the Netflix a series lot. is pretty slow. They also brought in some stuff from Dallas into this. Did one. they? Okay, well, <laughs> they even. They even mentioned, like, I didn't notice it. Because Cha-Cha, what's those guys' names? Cha-Cha and... You're talking about the... The police? Yeah. yeah. Or whatever? Yeah, I don't know what the other one is. Do the time... Okay, so you just read this. Do the time travel people come into this at all? Where they're, like, chasing down number five or whatever? Yeah, there were... Well, okay, so they had the whole diner scene. Yeah. But there were there were only like three people, and they were like it, they almost looked like the red like the Joker with the red hood. Yeah. They had like some weird outfits on, and that's it. 
That's all you see of them? That's the all thing? you see of them. Okay, so in the TV series, they're chasing them through the whole right. eight yeah. episodes. Yeah, because I've watched like episodes. I've watched like two or three of the yeah. Umbrella Well, I did episodes. read something that said that they were blending a little bit of, of the, the second one. The second one yeah. in there but, with that time travel. And it ends quite a bit differently, too. Right? Bounty Hunters type things. Yeah. This, yeah. This ends, this, whereas the series ends on a huge cliffhanger. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But, uh, so... It starts out, and I wish they would have been. I think it follows. I think it I follows mean, generally. I mean, it, the characters are that's the right. Same, the characters the are the same. The same. kind of things of what they were. The little what's the girl's name? Things. The one who's playing the violin. The violin. Um, Velma Violet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a V. Viola. No, that's what she plays. <laughs> Velma. No, that's Scooby Doo. But yeah, I'm I'm right with you. It's like something like that. Um, it's alright. Anyway, she wasn't special anyway. So but she was special. She based about was damn the near point. into the world. She was special. Um, Jean, James Jean do the cover? Yeah, James Jean did the cover, which That's his covers are freaking awesome. Um, it's a bold move. Yeah. Um, Alright, so I wish they would have started the movie out like the TV show like this, because... It's the the whole first issue is basically there because they do a bank robbery like to introduce the kids. In this one, it's like the Eiffel Tower goes crazy. Mm. Like the book is like it's got crazier ideas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like the TV show, I guess it has some crazy ideas, but this is just like kind of like off the wall, bad shit, crazy stuff. Like so, like now that you say that, I think I do remember bits and pieces of that. Yeah, from. It's been a long yeah. time. No, no, it had for that. me too. I didn't remember hardly anything about it except the violin. Like, uh, like you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. about all I remembered. But well, I didn't remember much when I watched the show, and I'm like, I don't know if this follows or not. Right, so I, I didn't either, and that's why I wanted to go back and I reread never read it. it. But uh, the art's awesome. Well, yeah, that's a good. Book. Vanya, and Vanya, Vanya. Sales close. Vanya. I knew it was a V. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, so it starts <laughs> off and. The the kids are well. They do the whole room. background, right? You know about there were whatever forty there were kids, forty three that were six all million born kids all born, and he adopted seven of them, <laughs> and then he kind of brings them in, and he's training them, I guess, or whatever he's doing with them to be sparrows or something, right? No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> so now, isn't it the name of his other academy though? Is like the sparrow it's academy or something? Academy? I don't think well, they kind of introduce it there at the end of. Mm-hmm. Um, TV show? No, the the last issue you just gave oh, me the last trade was that yeah. The third uh, trade. Oh, you read the third one? Yeah, because he had you mm-hmm. had it, so I read. Oh, it. you read and it? in that one, yes, like I talked about it on the podcast. You were here. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked about it on the podcast. Because I read it as well. I was not here. But at the very end of that one, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger where like they they come back and they like they find like another group of seven kids that are kind of like them and. They're like, who the hell are you? Well, so and so trained us, and they like have a a bird or something that's huh. on their shocker. I own the issues and I haven't read it yet. But anyway, sorry, I was getting way ahead of whatever yeah. you got here with the umbrella. Camera. So it starts with the the Eiffel Tower has gone crazy, and it's like throwing people off. So the kids have to come and fight the Eiffel Tower. I can see why they changed that. This is I can really but, nice collection though. I and mean, then a, uh, there's like some it? kind of doctor, like evil scientist or whatever that like. That they like He's controlling the Eiffel Tower and yeah. like isn't he like he their arch nemesis? It's way so more comic booky than it the is. TV show. It is, and then uh, and then, but yes, isn't some of the best parts though are when they're kids? 
Yes. Yeah. I really liked the bank robbery in the TV show. I, I did too. Oh, yeah. I did too. I thought it was cool, but I mean, obviously, you know, the Eiffel Tower attacking people. It would almost would be, be like better. if they had made it a cartoon, like animated series, this would have been. Because yeah, the art on this though has such a kind of what is it, Magnolia? It was funny. Yeah, it does. Very I was like reading that, and it's like I'm like he's very Magnolia esque. Like I didn't pick up on that. I don't think like when I first read it. But I think Dark Horse published it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's interesting in, in the back. Like it's, I think Grant Morrison did like the introduction, and then there's a bunch of back matter in it. But I read some of it, and Gerard Way was talking about like when he was trying to figure out who he wanted to do or who he wanted to be the artist. Like he had Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon. Like he was going back and forth with them, and he ended up going with um, Gabriel Ba. But uh, um, but yeah, it's a very cool series. Um, like I remember really liking it when it. You know, obviously, when it came out, everybody... When did, did this come out? Uh, I don't years know. Ago. Was it about a decade or so? Maybe. It just seemed like it was even longer ago than that. That's the library edition, right? Mm-hmm. 50 bucks? No, I think it was only 40. Why would they put two trades worth in there? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah I don't know, because they wanted to sell them all separately. Mm. They did. It's like, I mean, with, like, the Hellboy library. The yeah, Hellboy I know. Library, they put, like, about 12 issues I in guess there. 2008, right. so 12 Fear years agent, ago. I mean, they did, like, a... 30-something with, like, two trades. No, I understand. This is just, like, a big format. Huh. And they did, like... They did um, two versions. They did, like, oh, regular, off. and then they did, like, uh, ultra-limited, like, $80, like, book plate signed, whatever kind of yeah, edition. Yeah, I get it. I just... I picked these up, because I thought they're... I, I bought... I think... I can't remember if I have the... Question. Thing. You have the single issues of the first series? Yeah. If you had the trade of the series instead of the single issues, would you have bought the library? Probably, because that's more of the format that I like. Oh. I like the oversized hardcover. You don't really buy trades, though, do you? Do you buy hardcover really. or do you buy single issues? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I just like the... I don't know. It's more like kind of like you were saying earlier. It's an archival. It's, it's, it's a bookshelf feels, kind yeah, of thing. Like you put it on the bookshelf. It's oversized. I like it. You can see the art better. It's cool. It's a fantastic um, presentation. It is a fantastic presentation. That's some thick ass paper. It is. Well, it has to. I mean, it's only six issues. <laughs> Make it look thick. It's really thick paper. <laughs> but uh, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't know. I guess they could have done one with the first and the second. Well, then the third one, they'd be screwed. And then the third one, they'd be screwed, but I don't know. I think these came out before, before the, the third, third series. Because yeah. they did, like, one, and then two came out fairly quickly, and then it seemed like forever for three. Like, there seemed to be a huge lag for three. Yeah, it was like eight years. Which I haven't even read three yet. Um, but I think... I can't remember. I thought I ordered the library edition because I bought the library edition of the first one. I know I bought this library edition of the second one, and yeah. I think they solicited the third one. Did they already do a library edition for the third one? I think they did. Wow, cash grab. But I haven't even... I think. They I don't know Netflix for sure. They really need that. <laughs> I don't know for sure that I that they did. Oh, that's what, that's a little news item just I thought of that. Um, you remember Eric Gapster, who was at Air Capital Comic Con from Phil Hester? He had, like, that little cartoon character thing he was doing. Mm -hmm. 
he sold that to like some book publisher for like six figures or something. Barely. Yeah. Huh. He's never coming back to Aircap. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I thought that was cool. Six figures, that's that's only a hundred thousand. That's maybe it was five seven. figures. That's not Yeah, it's only I mean uh, ten thousand? No, I that's think it was deal? six figures. Mm. But anyway. But yeah. Huh. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I'm sure it's like an advance. He still probably to, he probably has to crank out like ten books for that six figures or something. I don't know. Probably. Well but I did I know that uh I think, man. I think. I think. I think. Grind's gonna hit it big with that Animorph book. I really uh, do. Think so? That's cool. Yeah. I know Animorphs has a following. So, cool. Uh, cool. All right. I guess I need to. All right. You read this, right? You should read that, and we'll talk about it next week. Oh, okay. Right. Is this ending the whole thing? No, it's still going. It's still going? Oh my That's god. A, I'm almost, I'm like, right, so I've lost interest in that book. I probably have. It's, this one is actually pretty good. We're talking about Manifest Destiny, Volume 7. Yeah. Scott. I went on, I was looking through my stuff, what I wanted to reread, because I was like mm. out of stuff, sort of. Right, you're out of stuff. But I'm not anymore, I got more stuff, but I was temporarily. So I went like on a Frank Quietly kick. Grant Morrison, Grant Frank Quietly, to be precise. We Three. So I read We Three. It's really sad. This book's really good, but yeah, it is really sad. But yeah, the art is kind of makes it. It's a very simple story. If you've never read We Three, it's about like a government experiment that basically takes animals and they enhance them and, and turn them into like killer, like robot warrior animal things, but use like the animal brain. But uh, so basically they break out and then the government has to hunt them down. And they have like the, they're slightly, they're maybe slightly smarter than regular animals but not too much but they are very well equipped with armament yeah and so um they wreak a lot of havoc and the government comes after them and the frank quietly art is pretty much yeah. amazing i'm good thank you but uh it is sad because like you feel for them like they're animals and then you know obviously they're being hunted down and it's not really their fault and then bad things are happening and bad things happen but yeah it's pretty cool there's there's some pretty amazing sequences in this thing but uh trying to maybe find one well like obviously that double page spread is amazing but uh it's kind of got like if you like watership down it's kind of got a watership down feel it's kind of like dark and quite creepy and art when it comes to the animals and things of that nature it's pretty I, I, good like look at that dog who's like foaming at the mouth and stuff like yeah, there's a lot is. of character there yeah so it's pretty. But I, I well, I like his art a lot of times. I have that problem of sometimes his his faces have so are always so similar. You know, oh yeah, you know, type of things. See that? That's not a problem. But, with the you know, animals. now when you're doing animals, I mean, they're all kind of. I don't know. I mean, especially since he's doing different ones. Well, yeah. Cat, so you got like a know. dog, a cat, and a bunny. So yeah. So it kind of you won't get those confused. Kind of yeah. get that general. <laughs> And, and luckily, they're, they're different, different colors, colors as well. So you got, right. you, got, you got lots of differentiation there. Very smart. Yeah. But yeah, no, this held up really good. Super quick read. I think it was only three issues. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, perfect. great, great book. So I did that, and then I jumped on. I did the All-Star Superman oh God, Volume 1 and so 2. Good. These books are so good. And they're, once again, uh, pretty amazing. As far as Superman stories go, probably top tier, obviously. Probably some of the best, yeah. But yeah, it just... I really enjoyed taking my time on these and kind of just enjoying the quietly art and just kind of, yeah, kind of, I mean, Grant Morrison has a writing style where he like throws a lot at you, 
and he doesn't always explain stuff. But how the hell does that one end? Because I mean, basically, he was you know, well, Superman he was, was. So it starts with Superman is dying, like, right? He he, he thwarts too much with the sun. Yeah, Lex but... Luthor was trying to destroy the sun, so he had to go save it. But he got so close, it supercharged his cells. Cells, so he's super powerful now. But he's burning out fast, and he only has so long to live. Right. That's so what I, rem- I remember that. Basis, so it starts I... with then he it reveals himself to Lois Lane, obviously, and kind of you know goes down that path. And then he keeps going down. Kind of, he's kind of like running around, kind of trying to wrap up all his ends. Yeah, like, loose ends and that type yeah. of thing. Kind of saying it his goodbyes. It ends with in his own um, way. him going into this. I guess the sun is broken, and so he ends up going to the sun. And he's like basically in the sun trying to fix it. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. So it doesn't end. Well, no, it ends. So he fixes. He basically the sun? leaves Earth, and he's. And like defeats Lex Luthor for the final time, kisses Lois, himself. and then he sacrifices himself to go into the sun so and basically recharge it, recharge it, or fix it, or whatever. Okay, so that's kind of and the end. The end. Yeah. The end. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, quietly is a master. I mean, he is pretty amazing. I should go back and read uh, Jupiter's Legacy or whatever. Mm, all those ones are. But yeah. Good. I don't know. I don't except for the fact that that is that one. I think Quietly is one of those artists that I've always liked, but I think as I get older, I appreciate him more and more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Who's like, the writer on those Jupiter ones? Uh, that would be Mark Miller. Okay, Miller. Go back. He only. I think Quietly is Scottish, isn't he? Yeah. And I think both Miller and Morrison are also Scottish. Or... Yeah. Um. Go back and read. Um. Son of a bitch. So only works with the Scottish people, apparently. Right. Perhaps. Yeah. Which is odd because I think so Grant Morrison is more more is is more Scottish or is Alan Moore? Um, he's British. He's, he's British. but I think Grant Morrison and Mark Miller despise each other. Hmm. So it's kind of funny that Quietly works with both of them. Hmm. And they are Scottish. So he knows. What's that? I didn't know that. What about Innes? Innes, he's English. Is he as well? Or he or just has such Scottish. a... Yeah, I, I was thinking that he might be, he might be Scottish. Too. Scottish, I yeah. I don't know. It's all the United Kingdom, right? You should uh, yeah, but X-Men. they all have their own prejudices. Astonishing X-Men, wasn't that? You quiet? mean, un, or new X-Men. Astonishing X-Men was Cassidy and... Oh, Cassidy. And Josh Whedon. Yeah. Josh Whedon. Whedon. But Cassidy. yeah, I read that new X-Men recently. It does not hold up as well, because it's trying to be within Marvel continuity and stuff. Are you talking about the Grant... Are you talking new X-Men with Grant Morrison? New X-Men. Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. And Frank Quietly doesn't do the whole thing. No. And he's also working on a monthly schedule there, so he's kind of rushed. Well, he has a ton of villains. Mm. Yeah, a ton of villains, but Iger I mean, he's Corday still being rushed. That. Yeah, who's horrible, so that really ruins Iger Corday is great. He was great on cable. He's I horrible didn't... on new X-Men. I didn't... I don't enjoy his work on New X Men, but I, I think did he was rushed as well. Love his work. I did love his work on Cable. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm judging you based on the work you produce, not your potential. No, I understand. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. And wasn't EBS? Yeah, EBS was involved in that. Oh, Ethan Van Skyva. Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes those books kind of ruined now. Right? Not Storm really. away. Alright, go ahead, Scott. Do your Why the Last Man, you know. Why? Let's see here. We're in book eight. What? I get to go home and go to bed? 80% yep. done. There's wow. only two book more. Eight. You can definitely tell in this one, it's kind of like speeding up, kind of heading towards stuff. 
In this one, uh, Kimono Dragons, they're basically still trying to chase and go find Ampersand. But now they're at least in uh, Japan, so they know that he's somewhere in there. And really, this one's just kind of building on the relationship between 355 and Yorick. They're our last man while they're trying to trying to find the, the little monkey. And uh, they end up meeting in with, like, the... Uh, the mob or something like that that's there so this female mob that's actually ran by a canadian or something like that which is kind of funny huh. can so canadian pop star or something that ends up running their mob is but, pia uh, gare canadian i don't know i think she might be mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know uh but yeah so it, it's good they're like all the rest of them are there but you can definitely tell like i said that this is starting to get closer there they're being chased by alter uh the what israeli or something like that that's uh you know pretty much she has like an army and knows how to fight you know type things it's kind of interesting how many of our social ills are just still there even <laughs> though all the men died you know and and things so that would uh, solve all the problems yeah you would think it would solve all the problems but not quite yeah. the society just keeps going on you got people you know taking drugs there's a drug running ring you know and things and other miscellaneous illegal activities and is anything really illegal anymore though uh i don't know probably not but with the way that they're you know they they've got it they're still trying to keep society in general going you know type things so there are those certain things you know of you know murders and whatever the heck else and and, and stuff like that that they're obviously and it would just be really immoral not illegal could be but yep like i say trapping up there pretty quick i think that there's i know that there's only two more books left and uh you know it really the big key there is just going to be him finding beth and them uh finding out the the true cause of the the whole plague and everything else so yeah sex with bats that's right don't do that no so that's always dangerous uh what (laughs) Sex with bats is what caused the plague. Well, and as proven that by Why the Last Man, the it originated in some Asian country, so, right. you know. That's what caused the plague in Why the Last Man? I don't remember that. Well, I'll find out for sure in probably the next book. Hmm. Um, like I said, I had uh, free, stuff, time. free time to reread some stuff. Man. You know, it's really daunting to, like, look at your whole comic book trade paperback collection and be like, huh, what should I read? Yeah, no shit. Have you ever had that problem? Yes. And I'm like, Scott doesn't. He just reads White Last Man and Sandman. That's all read, he's got. Well, he's I, got Preacher. Uh, he's got three choices. I have Preacher, Morning Glories, Glories. White Last Man, Sandman, and some Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, so, that's all he's got. Um, and it's yeah. very I gotta be it's like, nice to have this. So, I'm gonna be like, dude, should so, I read Akira again? That'd be a good one. I, I also I have like, Watchmen. Oh man, I could read all, all 144 issues of Invincible. That'd so, be fun. Yeah, I was like, huh. I read Cerebus recently, so I don't need to read Cerebus. And I just sit that's back what, and uh, I reread huh. those. Yeah, that's what... I, I can reread Sir Bullets, Usagi Ojimbo. That's I mean, what, what makes my mind explode, because of, like... Because we've seen your house when you zoomed, whole... and you have all those boxes Well, at least you have you. stuff you haven't read. I'm saying I gotta, that like, reread true. something. So, anyway... I know, but, like, the stuff I haven't read is, like... is my, daunting. It's daunting. Like, I've never I don't have a problem through. with stuff I haven't read. I just start somewhere and go for it. I've never made it through Akira. Yeah. I've never made it through Cerebus. Yeah. 
I understand. So anyway, so I, I hadn't I read Mad Men. a bunch of image comics and start talking about those. I don't think I read Man, Mad Men for probably 15 years. You could just come over to my house and just pick shit off the shelf. Oh, that's true too. Mad Men is by Mike Allred, and it's about this guy who uh, came back to life, you and he doesn't have a memory. You talk about this once a year, don't Frankie you? I think you, I just did one really recently. really like Mad Men. Frankie I don't know that Stein. I do. Frankie I like Mad Men. I don't know if like I really like Mad Men. Figure out there's some type of thing in the archives to find out how many podcasts Frank Drew has talked about. Do I talk about Mad Men? That I don't much? think that's that do. much, but like I say, it's like once a year. Yeah, once you, a year. You just I just this, recently reread the very thing. first series, and now I'm reading two and three. I've never read. Yes, all. but this isn't the first time you talked about it. I mean, I bet you if you go back, I've never read a bunch of Mad Men either. I have a bunch of trades that I haven't read. Really? Mad so Madman's pretty cool. Um, it's very, it's like pop art. Like he tries to, it's like he just made a comic book and integrates all the stuff that he thinks is cool, like dinosaurs and robots and time travel. This is and, if you made a comic book, huh? I can't draw this well. But if you could draw this well, this would be like. What I don't you know. Would I don't know if I would or not. Have your story. I guess I like Madman, and it's a cool book, and it has a lot of fun stuff, and it's witty. Some I guess. Asian teenager that can I talk? <laughs> I guess the problem with Mad Men is that I don't know that I really care that much about Mad Men as like a character. Like, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it, and the art's really good, and it's fun, and it's light, but it's like, there's no like weight to it, or no hook, or like nothing to really, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of... You should sell them. Simple. I don't know, but it's still a really good comic, and it's still really interesting. It's got a lot of cool influence. kind of like The Goon, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the Goonies fun, of, uh, and you read it. <laughs> no, it's not like that. God hates there's, God hates astronauts is just funny, and so it's just funny. But there's no like, substance. There's no substance, <laughs> it's but it's so funny. Madman isn't like laugh out loud funny, and okay. so it doesn't. It's like trying to have. It doesn't narrative. have any substance, and it's, it's not, not funny. funny. So I don't even know why you read it. <laughs> well, it's got good art, got and it's fun, pictures. and it's interesting. It's just, I don't know. It's just. I mean, there's no weight to the story. It's what so Drew would come up with if he could draw. So that's why he likes it. No. So anyway, I'm not really going with this. But anyway, Mad Men's really cool. Very cool art. Mike Allred, wow, he, he's amazing. And uh, it's a good book. Like I say, if you've never read Mad Men, I think it's worth checking out. I'm a big fan of Mad Men. But we'll see. I'll get to the... I have a couple more trades I think I have to read still. Oh, so my gosh. We'll get get to those. There's and then I'll, I'll talk Man. about them again. And it's going to be like, you talk about Mad Men all the time. Yeah. Did you mm -hmm. read Savage Dragon? Not all the time. Just once a year. Again. You must have like a time. Another issue says, Savage Dragon. Another, it's, time to, it's time to watch, or time to read Mad Men again. I wish that on his anniversary issues, he just made it like double-sized. and Holy just shit. And he drew the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care about all this back matter. Either. It's just... How the many only good thing Andy did he have in this one? Uh, probably 10. But Andy Kuhn does do a short little story in here. Oh, so that's so kind of cool. Cool. So that helps a little bit. But, so why um, is this, like, so many damn pages? Well, it's a 250th issue. Well, so, so it's an anniversary what the hell issue. does that mean? Every 50 issues, or maybe sometimes even 25, 50, he does, think. like, 100 page issues. Every 50, huh? Yeah. Damn. I think it's every 50. Every 50. He does, like, 100 page issues. And so since he only draws, like, 20 of them, he gets his friends and hires other people to draw other short stories. Oh, that are my kind God. Of Speaking of anniversary issues. But it's Marvel, just, like, a lot. Like, I was reading... The previews or whatever. Uh-huh. Marvel is really, 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 really pissing me off. It's like it's like the eight hundredth issue of Spider Man. 
It's twenty bucks. And he has like And it's like ten dollars and it's like issue like twenty four right or twenty five of like the new version. The but new now version. they're gonna go back to the numbers and because they hit an anniversary $2. number. Yeah. And they'll charge ten. And then in like five or ten issues they're gonna scrap it. Relaunch it started over and then another 50 issues then they'll go back to eight. I'm just like Pick a number system and stick with it Don't switch back and forth so you can do an 850 and because I just no, they want their cake I just paid too. like eight dollars new... like a year ago for like the first issue yeah. of the new First issue that you're doing a volume, but aren't 27. there extra pages in it? Yeah, but it's like Savage it's Dragon. It's like filler crap. It's all filler crap. It's not... Maybe it's not filler. Maybe it's the diamond in the rough. Maybe it's the good stuff, Don. Maybe I'm done buying comic books. <laughs> well, you don't read them. You might as well stop buying them. <laughs> that could be true. But I was talking to Andy Kuhn. He's like, yeah, I just kept buying these comics and they were just piling up and I wasn't reading them. I'm like, yeah. why am I buying all these comics? I don't so know, do you dude. still dig right. Savage Dragon? Yeah, I love Savage part? Dragon. Uh, even after 250 issues? Yeah, because he, he, he's it's set in real time. It's set in real time. It's like that Spider-Man. So thing. that is not Savage Dragon. No. That is right. Savage Dragon's son. True. He's all grown up. Yeah. He's got like an Asian wife. And they yeah. have like three kids. And yep. And which are probably going to get older, you know, and things like that. They're getting older so too. This guy is going to... So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's something different. Yeah. And I enjoy Eric Larson's art. And the thing about Savage Dragon is like... It's always like a light kind of quick read. Like there's nothing too heavy about it. Mm -hmm. And it moves at a good pace. Like there's always action. and Something's always happening. And so it's like... It, it doesn't really get stale to me. Because it's, it's like... It's the same formula. But it's always just different enough. And it's moving forward just enough. And it's... It's kind of like... It's like your popcorn movies. You know? It's mm -hmm. like... It's nothing heavy. It's just like a nice, fun thing. A good B-movie? Good, Yeah, just kind of cleans the palate every month, you know, and just, just fun. Cool. Yeah, so I still dig Size Dragon. I'll keep reading as long as I'm alive, and he's still making them. Yep. $10? Wow. Well, it's 100 pages, Scott. That is true. I mean, it's usually $4 for 20 pages, so it's actually wow. quite a bargain. so it's a, it's a deal. better deal. Okay. It's a better deal. Okay. It's a bargain, sir. It's, about it like it's that. a bargain. You just get to pay in bulk up front. So I sent off my first 50 issues of Savage Dragon to get bound. What? Yeah. Are you crazy? What the hell? No 50 kidding. issues in one volume? No, two volumes. Jesus. I broke it up. Well, there's actually more than 50, because I had zero in there, and I had that limited series, yeah. three. But I got up to issue 50 of the second series, I guess. Huh. But I sent them off. But I sent them off to be bound, and then I realized issue 50 is this, like, square bound crap. I'm like, I wonder how they're going to find that. I guess you'll out. find out. I, guess, I hope it works out okay. Because I was reading this thing, you know, and I'm, like, opening it. I'm like, I'm losing shit in the margins here. Yeah. Once I bind it, I don't know what I'm going to lose. Right? Half the yes. book. Exactly. You'll lose half the book. Yes. But... Anything. Never be able to read again, but at least it's bound. Right. So it's bound. That's all that matters. For prosperity. All right. That's all I got. Posterity. That's got, all you got? That's what I'm going to talk about. Huh? Are you caught up on Oblivion Song? Because issue 25 came out. Not. Right. I don't think. But you can talk about it. I mean, no, I don't want to talk about it. I was just curious if I should get yeah, it. You can always. Oh, Birthright. Is that like the last one yet? No, five more. Five more. Okay. Are we done? Hey, we real are. quick before we real get quick, done. Before well, we get I don't done. know if it'll be real quick, but. What are your guys' opinions of 
like uh, I heard, what, is it DC or whatever that fired or got rid of anything from Warren Ellis and somebody else or something Aren't like that? Did they get rid of everything by him? I don't know if they got rid of everything, but they basically were saying they were kind of disassociating themselves, mm. it seemed like. Because it's surprising. Is there any others, or is there going to be a big fallout of some of this, or is it just like a handful of people? I don't even know. I figured from every, you guys from the comic uh, well, book every, news. Every couple. Uh, the only weeks, one I paid attention come to up was with another dude who's Ellis because of the fact that I Ellis follow him. Ellis is in him. trouble. But uh, and so they're they're dissociated with him. Uh, Jason Latour got in trouble. Who does? Who's the artist on um, Southern Bastards? Oh, really? So he's taking the fall. Hmm. Uh, another guy who you probably don't is it Cameron Stewart? Is that the yeah, is he the one that was from uh, Batgirl or whatever? Is that yeah, the, yeah. Because yeah, he was the one who kind of almost started this whole mess. Yeah, he's he got in trouble. Around. But no, this is just the latest wave. I mean, there was a wave before that before. as well. Like, yeah. Giants got in trouble, and then there were a few others. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's just people being stupid, and so they're going to keep getting in trouble. <laughs> it's not funny, but it kind of is. But they were talking about how, like, at one Comic Con, he had like different girls lined up for like every couple hours at his hotel and like had like a ring going around. Really? <laughs> you should read the article. It was wow. pretty interesting. Huh. It's hmm. quite quite Machiavellian. How about that? But yeah. Yeah, I was reading. What really sucks about the Warren Ellis is he was putting out that Batman series with Brian Hitch and Kevin Nolan. Is that not gonna finish? Batman's great. Yeah, is that going to finish? I think so. I thought they said they were going to finish it. Finish that and then just not do anything else? I guess. But so, he's got stuff coming out through Image. Are his Image not going to publish him? I have no idea. I was reading an article on, like, Bleeding Cool, Bleeding whatever, and, and it was, like, the trades that are, or the omnibuses collections that are coming out. And they're doing, like, a, the greatest science fiction stories or whatever mm -hmm. collections. And I'm sitting there reading, and it's like Camelot 3000 number one. Why would you collect just Camelot 3000 <laughs> number one? And then, like, a whole bunch of different other things. And then it had Transmet number one. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Well, it sucks, because I've been buying Transmet in those thick trades. Yeah, I know. I have all the... Absolutes? Yeah, I have the three absolutes, well, and I haven't read them yet. Well, but that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, I'm buying the trades, and I think there's two more that need to come out, and oh, they haven't listed them yet, now. and I have three of them, and I was hoping to get the mm. whole series in this format. No, I wonder if they're it. going to now, yeah. So now you just have to go on eBay and buy them for like well, $50 a piece. They're the collected in different series. No, yeah. the single issues. You just have to buy the single issues. Well, they've got other trades, trades out there, though, there's too. There's other trades, so. but they were like, this was well, going to be like the definitive trade. I understand. Buy the trades and then collect them in two and set them up and have them bound. And just have them I all don't bound. Want to That's have right. That's why I bought the trades. Have them soft cover bind it. Send your send your trades off to get our so done on. with formats. So done. Yeah. Right. Well, no. Now I'm just like now. Should I even read it? Transmit. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because he's a jerk. Right. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, DC removes Warren Ellis story from Death Metal one shot. Oh yeah, yeah that was a while that. ago. That was yeah. a while ago. I don't know. I mean, the work is still the work. I mean, I even know. if the guy's a jerk, it doesn't mean I can't enjoy the work. Right. No, I understand. Well, they said Jeff Loeb was in trouble a little bit too, but yeah. then I never heard anything else about. That. I guess it just says Warren Ellis. This is the one too. that I've seen. Warren Ellis and Dakon Shopley. 
Declan Shelton. Shelton. Sorry. Uh, Dropped by DC. Oh, Declan was dropped too? Yes. It says both those two were dropped by DC. What did Declan do? He's know. married to Jordy Belair, isn't he? Uh, he was associated with what's his face. No, I think they were working on a project together. Well, yeah, they were working on a project. And they dropped the project. Oh, they dropped the project. So Declan's still okay. Yeah. And then did you hear about the whole Tom King, like, Jay Lee thing? With oh, the that made me so mad. Thing? Just like... Oh, that was so annoying. Tom King is such a moron. <laughs> that dude... That dude should be cancelled. Oh, I guess yeah. They they pretty much dropped. I mean, the Declan series. was because yeah, because Ellis was writing, right? It. Yeah, yeah. And so since he just was supposed to be drawing it, he was part of the the catch. But at the same time, we, okay, let's talk about the Jay Lee, uh, Tom King thing. All so right, what's going on there? So Jay Lee did a cover for a project by people who are part of Comicsgate, which are pariahs of the comic book industry. Okay. So anybody who works with them is a pariah. And mm. so Jay Lee did a cover for one of their projects. Basically for a project by like kind of their ringleader. And then Tom King and then Jay Lee then got hired by DC to do a cover for something Tom King was working on. And Tom King called him out on Twitter and said, this is BS. DC should be hiring this guy because he worked with the Comics Gate people. And he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then so then the Internet blew up. And Jay Lee's like, dude, I don't even have a Twitter account. I don't know who Comicsgate is. I don't even know what you're talking about. I stay away from the internet. I stay away from social media. I just get jobs and I do them. You know, I'm not associated with Comicsgate. I'm not associated with anybody. I'm just a dude doing covers. And so then Tom King came back and said, oh, we talked it out. It's all good now. And Jay Lee comes back and said, it's not all good. You called me on Twitter. My whole day exploded. I had to put my pet down that day. And I was trying to like deal with that, and then you exploded the internet because you accused me of doing something that I don't think I did. And it's not all good, and so big back and forth. But at the end of the day, how can Jay Lee not know that Ethan Van Skyver Cyberfrog is like a pariah? Like even if you're not on the internet, you got to know that Ethan Van Skyver is hated. Is he that know. detached from reality that he doesn't even know? You have to he be on Twitter. Be. I, don't know. I mean, the comic book industry is not that big. And I. I I don't know. And so, I don't know. It's just, whatever, man. It's like, it's like high school. Yeah, yeah. You it does sound like time. it's like its own little thing of clicks and whatever the heck else going on. Yeah. I don't know. So, whatever. Yeah. I'm tired. All right. Yeah. We're done. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.